The following podcast is a recreation of recordings from Universe 619. All words, titles, and information are authentic and unedited. As this universe has no bearing on yours, you are welcome to enjoy this as a work of fiction. For any questions relating to the multiverse, your place in it, or the crushing depression of knowing there are other versions of you in other universes currently living a better and more fulfilling life than you, contact multiversal consultant, archivist, and author Lancelot Castle. You can find him and more information at thenashamaseries.tumblr.com. Hi, my name is Ari Kravitz. Welcome back to Afterlife. I've got a lot to tell you all today. First, I want to explain the history behind Pride in World Bet. Queer people in this world have a very different history from World Aleph. That's not to say there was never oppression of queer people here. If that was the case, then there wouldn't really be a need for Pride. But the history is quite different and mostly caused by humans, as many things seem to be. For a long time there wasn't really a concept of queerness as we know it here, because different creatures experience sex, gender, and sexuality very differently from humans and each other, so nothing was considered any more unusual than anything else. But then humans came in and started enforcing their own poorly formed ideas of what sex, gender, and sexuality should be, which fucked everything up. For a while there was more rigid social and legal enforcement, but then when humans started their queer rights movement, witches brought over their own version of it, so now various places in World Bet celebrate Pride around this time of year. Phaeton celebrated it a couple of days ago, so all of us went along and joined in. And because there were so many people there, Amrita let us be more lax about my disguise. By the time anyone would recognise me, I'd be lost in the crowd anyway. So after we got my disguise all set up, we got ready to go. Mem had made us all some pins and bracelets and whatnot with pride flags on them. Julia had a trans pin and a lesbian choker necklace. Mem had a non-binary bow in Mem's hair and a lesbian flag to hold. Amrit had a sweater in the bi-flag colours. Dode had a simple little rainbow pin. Mitchell had painted his wheels the trans colours and had a pansexual flag. And I got a bisexual tickle and an intersex shirt. A, uh, a tickle is a Jewish headscarf sort of thing. I tend to wear one when I go out in public. Mem also handed Mitchell another pin, but he thanked Mem and tucked it away in his pocket. Once Mem had finished handing out everything, Adam came to join us. It had clearly gotten Mem's treatment earlier because it had on a hand-knitted scarf, hat, and sweater in the asexual, aromantic, and agender pride flag colours. I feel kind of bad. I had assumed we all called Adam it because it was created by Mem. But Golem are still creatures, just like all the rest in World Bet, even if they're created a different way from many. Uh, apparently, plenty of Golem go by other pronouns and are other genders. Adam just happens to have no gender and prefers to be called it. It was very sweet and explained all that to me and answered my questions about Golem. They're quite an interesting species. Anyway, Adam had decided since we'd all be out too, it didn't need to guard the house, so it came with us. It was really fun. For the first time, I wasn't the one who knew the least about where we were going and what we were doing. 
I got to tell Adam all the stuff I'd learned on my own trips to Phaeton. Adam and I decided to stick together so we could share the new experiences at Pride with each other. I'm growing really fond of it. It's like a little sibling to me. I've always been the youngest, so I never got the chance to experience that, but now I can. I even feel protective over it, even though I'm certain it can protect itself better than I can. Anyway, we all headed into the city together. We agreed to a similar buddy system to Halloween, even though I now have the Cool World Bet phone. Adam has one too, and it's in the group chat. So we had to change the name of it since we couldn't fit another A into it. Now the chat is called Only Cool People Can See Raylon, which is a world bet meme. <laughs> Apparently different species can see different colours, and there was a joke a while back because only dragons can see the colour Raylon, so other people were making a meme out of trying to describe the colour despite having never seen it. It... It's probably a lot funnier if you're in World Bet. But regardless, since we could all get in contact, everyone was a lot less worried about who buddied up with who as long as no one was getting lost. When we got there, Mitchell and Amrita headed off through the crowd, talking very seriously. Dode told me not to worry about it, and the rest of us decided to stick together. Mem, Julia, and Dode were really enjoying my reactions to everything, and all of us were having fun seeing Adam go out into the world for the first time. It was absolutely fascinated by everything. We had to explain to it quite early on that people bumping into us wasn't a threat and didn't warrant a fight, but once we told it that, it settled down and enjoyed the festivities. They were amazing. And not much like Pride and Wild Aleph. There was no parade to be seen, and instead it was what I can only really describe as a carnival of sorts. There were booths and rides, and it looked like a fair had come to town. There were pride flags everywhere, some I could identify. There were lots of simple rainbows, some trans flags. I can't remember all of them, but I recognised quite a few. But there were even more that I didn't. Which makes sense, I suppose. They have such a different view of gender and sexuality here, and what it means to be queer. And so many things that are specific to different species had their own flags. Amrita tried to explain them all to me, but there were lots of other concepts I didn't know about that were integral to the ex explanations. So eventually she just gave up and we took everything in. I... I'm really not doing this justice. I can't really describe it all to you. It was so incredible. And... It wasn't just pride flags there that I couldn't identify. There were rides and games and prizes that I can't even begin to describe to you. They were beyond my ability to understand. But it was amazing. I experienced so many things that I just wish I could describe to you all and share with World Aleph. I know it wouldn't work out. I know there's a reason the two worlds are separate, but it's sad. The amount of things we could all enjoy together if it weren't for the way humans exploit everyone and everything they see. And if even if that wasn't the case now, there's still such a rich history of humans screwing over this world. <sighs> Sorry, 
this recording is supposed to be cheerful. It really was the most wonderful day. I'll try my best to describe some of the rides to you, at least. They were... I mean, I just... My mind was blown. The first one we went on was one Mem brought us all to. It was Mem's favourite, apparently. I... I don't know if it really counts as a ride, but I don't know what else to call it. We sat down in what looked almost like the spinny teacups they have on those rides, only it didn't move at all, and nothing around us changed. We just tasted things. Different foods, sweet and savoury and salty. I'm not great at identifying tastes, but there were so many different flavours. It was really strange. And they didn't match up with each other. Each of us would describe what we were tasting and it wasn't the same. Or maybe it was, I'm not really sure what the point of it was. But maybe it was about how no two people sense things quite the same. So we all got the same flavour but it tasted different. We went on another ride that was kind of like bumper cars. I mean, I don't think the point was to bump into each other, but it happened a lot. Instead of a track, we were in pods in a big cube. Two people to a pod. And it was controlled telepathically. By both people. So it would go to the average point between where the two people wanted to go. It was really fun. I was with Daoud, and we weren't in sync at all. We ended up crashing into so many people. But it was really fun. We both had a great time. He was laughing the entire time. His laugh is really nice. And I like seeing him happy. It doesn't happen as often as I think it should. But he seemed to enjoy the rides too. His favourite was this sort of... meditation chamber? I mean, that's not what it was. It's not really even close, but it's hard to compare it to anything. Basically, you close your eyes and it... sort of takes over your brain? And your thoughts are entirely quiet and gone for the duration of it, and you have the thoughts of this character. It's... It's like a video game in your brain, but you entirely inhabit the personality of the character and the world they're in. It was incredible. Mine was a sort of murder mystery and I was a detective. And you know everything about the world that the character would. Your brain isn't empty, it's full of another person's thoughts and feelings and memories. It was so cool. I kind of get why he liked it too. It was nice to not have to think about being Ari for a bit. For a little while, no part of me knew about the walkers or was aware of my situation. I was just a detective, and my whole brain was dedicated to that. Dode has it pretty rough with all the death stuff he has to deal with. I get why he liked being someone else for a little while. Oh, there was this awful one. I don't even get why it was a thing. I thought it looked kind of fun from the outside, so I asked to go on it. They didn't think to tell me what it was, but... Well, we got strapped into these individual carts, like a proper roller coaster. I don't remember how it started, but suddenly I was just 
in darkness, and then... I'm not going to describe it. It was awful. And I don't think I even remember it fully enough to tell you everything. But what I learned was that it's apparently a ride where you face all of your fears at once. Like spiders dumped on you by a clown while you're 300 meters in the air and everyone you love forgets about you kind of all fears at once. I have absolutely no fucking clue why anyone would ever want to go on that kind of thing. It was genuinely one of the worst experiences I've had since coming here. Worse than anything with the walkers. And the weirdest part is, the others knew what it was but went on it anyway. None of them enjoyed it either. They said they just wanted to support me. Well, Adam didn't mind it, but that's because it doesn't really have many fears. It hasn't seen or learned enough about the world yet to be afraid of much. Anyway, we all decided we were done with rides for a bit, so we went to find some food. I asked them why Pride was set up this way, like some kind of festival rather than a parade like in World Aleph. What Julia said really stuck with me. She said that they spend the whole rest of the year fighting for rights and struggling to be recognised, that they still don't have full equality, and even though things are better, it's still a struggle every day. Being queer sometimes feels like a burden almost. But having a day of unbridled joy, a day to just enjoy being themselves, celebrating their identities and being as comfortable in their own skins as possible, that was truly the most radical thing they could do. And I get that, I feel it too. That day, walking around and seeing everyone else who I share something in common with, knowing I could just walk around without worrying about being called the wrong thing or harassed for being myself, joining in rather than passively watching a parade go by. It was incredible. And it really did feel like the biggest protest I could give. To say, you want me to hate myself and be afraid? Well, I refuse. Also, as Dode pointed out, festivals have good food, so why not celebrate Pride like that? They had more things I recognized in the food area than the rides. There was funnel cake and corn dogs and cotton candy. I really wished I could eat food when I saw that. I'd love cotton candy. But it was cool to be able to see all the new foods too. They had stuff from various places in World Aleph and World Bet. Adam had a wonderful time trying everything. There were so many new foods and I really wish I could have tried them, just to be able to describe them to you all. It was really interesting to see. Unlike Halloween, this was the first event I went to where it was predominantly comprised of World Bet culture. I mean, really the only World Aleph things I saw were certain types of pride flags and some food. All of the rides and games and events were entirely World Bet things. Then again, there were a few things I learned were actually World Bet things brought to World Aleph by witches. Did you know World Bet actually invented light bulbs? I mean, they worked differently, of course, but the entire concept of hooking them up to switches and having a contained flame that wouldn't go out from lack of oxygen? All well bet. It was just brought to World Aleph by witches and then adapted to our own abilities. And do you know how many things were built by people from World Bet rather than humans? Not the pyramids and stuff like everyone thinks. Those were all just human ingenuity. But 
the original Windsor Castle, Diocletian's Palace, the Palace of Versailles. They built a lot of palaces and castles. All of those were the work of people from World Bet as much as World Aleph. It was really interesting to hear all about it. I'm going to have to check out some of Amrita's history books at some point. Anyway, we spent most of the day just wandering around, playing games, going on rides, and just generally enjoying the festival. And then we all went home to have dinner and unwind. Most people sort of assume that since I'm autistic, I don't like big crowds and parties and stuff. That's not true. I mean, I get overwhelmed sometimes, but generally I really enjoy being around people. I'm a pretty social person. It's just that my idea of socializing and what's socially acceptable is kind of different from other people. But I had an amazing time hanging out with everyone, and it was fun being surrounded by people I have stuff in common with. After we got home, Mitchell told us he had something to announce to us all. I always get nervous when people say things like that. I thought something awful had happened. But he sat us down and told us he'd been doing a lot of thinking about identities and who he is with the help of Daoud and Mem, and that he's a romantic. He doesn't experience romantic attraction. He said he loved us all and there was no real distinction between close friendship and romance for him. For him, staying at Amrita's house with the rest of us was just as meaningful as staying in Daoud's room. He was with the people he loved, and that was it. Turns out, that was the pin Mem had given him, and he put it on after that. So uh, I'll just tell you all what that means practically. I don't want to sensationalize his coming out. But he and Dode aren't... Well, they're not... I don't really know what they are, actually. But they're not dating anymore. They still share a room, but they both made it very clear that they weren't in a relationship. It's all good between them. Mitchell's happy he doesn't have to go through the motions of romance, and Dode's apparently interested in someone, according to Mitchell, so he's probably happy to be able to go after them. Honestly, I wasn't going to tell you all about this. Even though he's come out, it's still not my place to be telling people personal information about Mitchell's identities. But he said he wanted me to at least explain and Dode agreed that it was a good idea. If there's anyone out there listening to this who actually believes me, then it'll be useful to understand why Mitchell and Dode aren't together anymore, and that they're both happy and still friends. So that was about it for Pride. There were a few other events nearby that the others went to, but they were a bit too small for me to feel like I would be safe. They all took turns staying behind with me when they went out. Dode and I played a few rounds of chess when he stayed with me. I'm getting better at it. I mean, everyone still beats me at it easily, including Adam, who's also just starting to learn how to play. But I can at least understand why I lose, and last a few more rounds than I used to. And just because my progress is going slower than I might like, it doesn't mean it's worthless. Who cares if it takes me years to be able to win a game of chess? That's progress. And... It's something to be proud of. I guess that's something about pride that people don't really talk about much. What pride means as a word. 
what it means to be proud of who you are, your identity, your survival. Pride is seen as such a bad thing by so many people, and I really don't get why. I mean, as long as you actually have something to be proud of, I think it's a good thing. And that can mean anything from the smallest success to the biggest achievement. I'm not just proud of my identities, I'm proud of the queer community who fought for our rights and continue to do so today. I'm proud of myself for surviving. I certainly didn't have as hard as a lot of other people in the community, but not hard is in no way the same as easy. And I'm proud of myself. And that's okay, it's not selfish or evil or a deadly sin. I guess that was kind of advice, but I want to leave you all with some proper advice as usual. So here's today's advice. Don't take all advice indiscriminately. Don't assume advice that works for one person will work for everyone, and don't assume that it will work for you. Feel free to try things, but if they don't work, it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong or there's something wrong with you. Sometimes advice just isn't for everyone. And that's okay. I'll be honest, this is about having curly hair. If you have curly hair, ignore just about all hair advice from people who don't have curls. I mean, you can try it if you want, but it probably won't work. If you don't feel like washing your hair every three days is enough, then wash it more often. If conditioner is making your hair puff up instead of settle down and you don't want it to look like that, just stop using it. No advice is perfect for everyone. 